Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And I believe we have Larry on the phone down there in the Southland. You, you, are you there? I'm here, sir. <laughs> well, there's a fair amount to talk about, but a lot of it is really way behind the scenes where you're not going to hear about it. <clears throat> but anyway, don't forget to visit our Angel Fall 923. That's my YouTube channel. And uh, for all Night Shadows radio shows are posted there. There are many free documentaries for, uh, posted up there for free. And uh, you get a lot. Anyway, I wanted to uh, get Larry's opinion on this one because this is kind of interesting. White House briefing. Uh, I can't remember what her name is, the redheaded lady. Anyway, reporter asks her, is Biden going to declare an emergency? And instantly they cut away to the La Palma volcano for about two minutes and then they return to the briefing so my question is are they telling everyone that La Palma will be the reason for the martial law without saying anything about it and the reason I say bring that up is because nothing like this happens by accident on a major network you might remember when Justice Kavanaugh was before Congress, before he got approved to be a Supreme Court justice, Lindsey Graham asked him if he understood that emergency laws, i.e. martial law, was different than all normal laws. And he replied, yes, Senator, I know. Now, the question is, this was some time ago, but why would Lindsey Graham be asking him if he understood about FEMA executive orders and emergency martial law operations and how different all of that was from all normal uh, legal operations? And he replied, yes. He did know. What do you think about that, Larry? Is there any chance that what they did was to encode, show us that martial law would be declared <clears throat> after the tsunami and La Palma blows up? Well, it's... Uh... <clears throat> It's, it's very interesting, it, it, you know, and by the way, uh, the one that replaced uh, Art Bell, George Nury, a lot of his shows he would say, he'd make the remark, I don't believe in coincidences. <laughs> and with that being said, though, Hal Turner recently put out a post, and I sent you a copy of it, 
uh, and I think I read it on the last show we did Wednesday, you know, talking about La Palma, strange developments with the volcano and DARPA. So with what you're saying, what's the odds? There's another coincidence that Reuters News, and of course you could see some of this information on Hal Turner's website, Reuters News tweeted a warning on La Palma volcano and then within seconds deleted that post. Then oddly enough, the tweet posted that intel DARPA was involved with activity of the La Palma volcano, and suddenly it appeared apparently an insider from DARPA lacked, if you know what social media means when they say lacked, that's a thumbs Mm -hmm. up, his post, October the 13th, 2021. Now, there again, you know, none of this happens by chance. There's nobody sat down at Reuters News and wrote up an urgent report or tweet warning about La Palma, and then suddenly it was deleted, and he didn't have anything else to do. These are, these are, I believe, are subtle warnings that are coming out to especially the elite. Now, most of the general public, even what we're talking about is going over their heads. They don't even know. They can't look past their state line or, you know, maybe their, their city. But, you know, this is not coincidental. This is being done on purpose. Yes. Anything of a major importance is done on purpose. And in the Quantrains of Nostradamus, uh, which was posted by uh, our good friend there, I uh, can't think of his name right now, um, <clears throat> Marshall Masters, posted a, a, a really interesting article, and it had a link to uh, a, a long dissertation about La Palma and uh, – the Quantrains of Nostradamus, of what, which I don't have in front of me, but basically said there was going to be a uh, explosion in one of the islands, and obvious, probably the Canaries, and it would produce a huge tsunami and overrun many nations. Now I don't know; he didn't give a date as to when that was going to happen. And we do have the prophecies that the shipmasters who stand afar off and watch the mighty city of Babylon burning. Now, water does extinguish fire, and uh, I have no idea what the timing of all of this is, but it is interesting what uh, now Hal Turner's so-called secret didn't stay secret at all. It began to be posted everywhere. Now, I want to read it again. Uh, <clears throat> Larry suggested and read part of it. La Palma, strange developments, and volcano, DARPA, the erupting volcano on the island of La Palma in the Canary Islands, Atlantic Ocean, off the northwest coast of Africa, has seen some startling and strange developments. Heads up, east coast of the USA. The morning around 11.45 a.m., 9.11, folks, this is not by accident when they do this sort of thing, and, and even Hal may not even know that he's doing it. 
Reuters news service tweeted out something that was then deleted within seconds. That's what Larry was talking about. From memory and summary, it said we had received a warning. There had been a new fracture in the face of the new volcano, expecting it to blow out. That's in layman's terms. Strangely, a man who posted a tweet saying he believed that the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, had some type of involvement in the volcano eruption on La Palma, and he believes today is the day that Dopper would cause the volcano flank to collapse and generate a massive tsunami to devastate the U.S. Now, you may want to remember about uh, William Cohen when he testified before a congressional committee and where he said, they, never defining who they were, obviously global deep state in reality, had the technology to create volcanoes, earthquakes, uh, weather, it's hurricanes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And, of course, uh, if you go on to Steve Quayle's writings, he posted that some time ago. They do have this technology. I know people just can't wrap their mind around that this kind of technology exists, but it does exist. And uh, uh, in the Bible, I believe it's in Isaiah. I don't have it in front of me, but those that rise up against me, the Lord says, uh, and destroy the earth. In other words, the global deep state People have the technology, probably a lot of it is Tesla, refined technology, that can literally destroy the earth. And uh, if I remember right, Larry, Tesla said he could even agitate the sun with this technology. Do you remember that at all, or am I blowing smoke here? (laughs) No, that's very true, and Stan Dale was... Uh, privately shown some of Tesla's technology, even though a lot of it went to Russia at the time. uh, Mm -hmm. The U.S. basically refused it. Uh, Some of the insiders, like I believe his name was Maxwell, and some of the others had some of Tesla's technology, and Stan said, oh, yeah, he could could do those things. Yeah, and if I remember right, uh, this brings in Donald Trump, and I think it's his uncle that had access to all that technology and knew what it was. Anyway, getting back to this, DARPA could cause the volcano flank to collapse and generate a massive tsunami to devastate the U.S. East Coast. And then he says, just like this tweet, this is a good guy, gal, within the agency acknowledging the veracity of my statements. This is all the proof anyone needed that a tsunami is coming. He says by 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight at the earliest. And the name was Broken Sparrow. So why, he says, why would the official Twitter account of DARPA like a tweet 
wherein someone claims they're going to cause a tsunami against the USA East Coast. Things are getting weird. Then he says, ground deformation on the island is now worse than ever before, with part of the island now showing lift of 24 cm, and another part of the island is sinking. So it looks to me like you've got an uplift that is literally twisting La Palma. The earthquakes have picked up again. Noticeably, during the past 24 hours, there was again a quake at magnitude 4.2. Then there was another one, actually, at 4.5, uh, fairly deep, 26 quakes between 3.0 and 4.0, 87 quakes between 2.0 and 3.0, almost double the number of yesterday. In addition, inflation near the current event has begun picking up, suggesting that more magma is being added in the underground reservoir that is currently being erupted. This could, but not must, herald a phase of even increased lava infusion. In the near future, and even worse, the opening of new vents in new areas. The sulfur dioxide emissions remain very elevated at approximately 17,000 tons per day, creating a volcanic fog in the area with very bad air quality in the valleys as a result. Um, have you heard anything more on La Palma, Larry? Yeah, the watchman put, well, he put out about three actually today, and the latest one, uh, he really gave a, uh, I don't have it in front of me, it's on my blog, a the same type of warning, but then also Volcano Discovery just put out and I posted the image on my blog that I, I was late getting out, but I got it out before the show, uh, that earthquakes at La Palma continue to increase as a 4.5 magnitude earthquake hits directly beneath the center of the Cumbre Veja volcano October the 15th, 2021. And... Uh, that's one thing that uh, the watchman is saying. He don't. He says, I don't want to alarm people, but you better wake up. And by the way, uh, <laughs> I was on a, uh, well, an extended show with uh, Augusto today. He had the end time news report, and as we were doing that, uh, he got very, very serious and said he was praying against this event. But when he went in, he went into a number of uh, things that had been shown by the Lord over the years, and that connected with this type of event, and uh, he began to really warn uh, people on the East Coast and directly people that were south of him down in Florida in the area where basically the, the road and the uh, ground is, is at sea level. And he says yes. it wouldn't even matter what kind of tsunami came up, whether it was 30 feet, 60 feet, 90 feet, or larger, he said... You can't get out. You can't go anywhere. And, he, and he, he continued to warn people. He said, and if you're thinking you're going to go way on up to where there's a old, an old road, I can't remember what he called it, 2421 or something like that, route, 
he said, you couldn't get, you can't get out of there. He said, it'll be impossible for you to get out of there. Yeah, I mean, Florida's many, many miles, and they have one major interstate, which would clog up almost instantly. And then all you have to have is a breakdown of a truck or a car, and then it begins to clog up, and uh, they're done. Uh, there are scientists that have warned even about a hurricane that people just sit there and they wait and they think they're going to ride out like a Category 3, and all of a sudden it jumps to a Category 5, and if they were warned to get out and didn't, then all of a sudden they realize maybe we should have. They all jump in their cars and try to get out, and the scientists said they all die in their cars which would be the same thing if a tsunami was to, to come their way. Uh, all kinds of things are happening over there in uh, La Palma and that whole area. And then don't forget the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, which is highly unstable. All you need is a major quake along that ridge somewhere, and you could have a tsunami that would go both ways. And it would be horrible. Um, who was it, Chuck Youngbrandt, that talked about the inland tsunami that comes down through uh, Lake Michigan, wipes out Chicago. It's an inland tsunami where the Great Lakes literally empty into the sea down by the, on the Gulf. Uh, people don't realize, if you, if you don't believe what a tsunami can do, you can go online and... and uh, Type in the Japanese tsunami. I can't remember what year that was. But there were a lot of people who took a video of it coming in. And it just kept coming and coming and rising and rising. And I don't know how many people that killed. I don't think they'll ever know. Uh, these things are very, very dangerous. And uh, anyway, here's a... Kind of a, another one. Tsunami to hit USA. Europe expected to kill millions. No warning planned. <clears throat> warning, real and present danger. Scientists claim that as of yesterday, there was a 50-50 chance that merely a matter of time before every major city 20 miles inland of the United States east and south coast would be wiped out with millions killed in the USA and Europe by tsunamis caused by volcanic eruptions on the island of La Palma in the Canary Islands. Now, there are seven major islands. And uh, you get into uh, some of the prophecies and go back in history and read what the Canaries actually mean. And it, uh, I think they're probably right. This is where... This is going to come from. Now, the only thing is, we don't know when, and even with their high technology, uh, how, are, how are they going to be able to predict exactly when this thing will break off? My guess is they can't. So what they'll do is keep hammering it. Uh, there's no question artificial technology or high technology is being used, Tesla technology is being used. In fact, somebody videotaped, you could see the, uh, I don't know what you call them, uh, waves of energy coming down and striking the island. 
Anyway, it says here, last night new data indicated damage would also occur roughly 32 kilometers into the broadside of Europe's connection to the Atlantic Ocean. Although for months geologists found that volcanic eruptions would cause a place of the island to break off and fall into the ocean, the cabal-owned mainstream media has totally neglected to cover the story. Not surprising, since the Illuminati agenda is to depopulate the planet. <laughs> what do you think, Larry? That sounds pretty ominous. <clears throat> well, it also sounds like the plan, and it also sounds like the Georgia Guidestones and the New World Order data that you, you actually presented for years and years and years, and everybody always was throwing rocks at you. Uh, You learn how to dodge most of the rocks, but sooner or later they do hit you once in a while. Anyway, here's another one I want you to, and this is from a a lady who who, uh, emailed this. North of Sicily in Italy is an active volcano, and you mentioned that, I believe, in your blog, which has just had its alert level raised. Right now, a plume of steam is rising from the volcano, which is known as Volcano. <laughs> this volcano last erupted in 1890 and is overdue for its next eruption. So does this raised alert status mean an eruption is imminent? Uh, <clears throat> folks, these things are everywhere. And you're not even hearing about the undersea volcanoes that are going off all over the place. And uh, as Gordon Michael Scallion said, they're not going to tell you anything. In fact, they're hiding it. USGS doesn't post anything unless they absolutely have to. And if they do post it, then immediately after they've posted it, they downgrade it. So it's not to alert people to what's really going on. Anyway, well, any other news you've got on that volcano at all? No, and I'm not aware of that one, except uh, if I remember right, you you had a uh, a prophecy or a word about uh, one in Italy that that recently has been erupting, and then there was a word about when that erupted or something. Oh, that is, uh, was that not, not Nostradamus? I uh, can't think of what his name is right now, but he said that when you see, maybe it was Nostradamus, when you see Mount Pelee erupt the uh, crustal pole shift, not a magnetic pole shift, folks, a crustal pole shift, or maybe the whole world turns upside down. And Mount Pelee, I've been watching that, nothing. Uh, he also, Etna, he mentioned Mount Etna and Mount Pelee were the chi. Well, Etna is really going off, spouting off from time to time. So I'm just waiting for Pelee to show up. And when that happens, according to Nostradamus, and who knows whether it's right or wrong, uh, he said that's when the uh, pole shift will occur. And you had a vision, and I remember Red Elk 
told you that because of the, what was that, a white buffalo vision you had. And so you <laughs> asked uh, Red Elk about that. Yeah, you want to elaborate as long as we're on that? <laughs> well, well, I actually did, and I, and I, I remember it well. And it was, uh, I'd walked into a pasture, and it's been years now, uh, and there was a white buffalo standing there. And that don't happen every day, of course. Uh, usually when you walk into a pasture that has cattle in it, you rarely ever see a buffalo, especially a white one. But anyway, it was so dramatic. Uh, But oddly enough, I looked at it, and I made a very strange comment. I said, do you have anything for me? Now, why would I ask that? If you saw a white (laughs) buffalo, I don't know what you'd say to it, but I said, do you have anything for me? And I was shown a... uh, what I, what I perceived to be a partial pole shift, and the partial pole shift, and Red Elk was very, he really took it seriously. I mean, he really did, and, and wrote me a long letter and, and even described the, the height of things that showed that the next few years that this could certainly happen, and uh, he believed the partial pole shift would come bef- before the, the real one, and he said the mm-hmm. partial one... Uh, I was shown in the white buffalo vision that the partial post shift was was only a warning. Can you believe that? Yes, I can. The Lord always warns. He's been warning people. I mean, the last two years, folks, if you've been paying any attention to signs, I don't know how many signs he has to give humanity uh, before they'll even begin to open one eye uh, and get out of their comatose sleep. But, uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> I don't know, Larry. People just aren't waking up. They they poo-poo this. I've been listening to that for the last 30-some-odd years. Never happened here. Never happened here. You guys are nuts. America is not Babylon. Uh, America could never be Babylon. Uh, on and on they go. <clears throat> there is no such thing as a rapture. You people are fruitcakes. Your nutcases, well, fine. I mean, there's no law, folks, about being idiots. There's no law about you can't be a total apostate. There's no law anywhere that says you can't choose hell if that's what you want. And Jesus laid it out pretty carefully about what he commanded of his people, and he also said you won't do it. Well, when the storm of judgment comes, you're not going to stand. You're going to fall, and you're going to go into eternal ruin. Now, people just can't take that kind of uh, blunt remark. But Jesus was extremely blunt. <clears throat> He's not one of, of a lot of words, basically. He's laid it all out there in the Scripture for you to see and hear. And if you don't want to read it or you think it's just a bunch of old wives' tales, that's your right. Uh, when I was on the Art Bell show, uh, Art was talking about the return of Christ. And I said, well, Christ didn't come down here with a bunch of Uzis, two Uzis on his uh, hips. He simply laid it out. <clears throat> this is what the truth is. Now, you can take it or you can leave it. If you take it, you will be saved. If you won't take it, you will die and you will go to eternal hellfire. It's real. Hell is just, it's even more real than your life here. 
just like heaven is more real than your life here. Anybody that's had visions of any kind will often tell you how, like, what's the word, Larry? Um, stronger, more vivid than real life, almost. Yeah, the the reality the reality level you perceive uh, in a in a vision or dream that's absolutely from heaven. Uh, is so much sharper and clearer and personal than you can even express on the earth. Yeah, that's well said. Yeah, that's exactly right. Anyway, um, Steve Danoon uh, just gave a, uh, an announcement, kind of interesting, uh, concerning the arrival, basically, and uh, we, I know, I don't want to take a whole lot of time on it, but there's something really going on with this jab and uh, this strong delusion is connected directly to the arrival. And uh, we've been working with the aliens. Larry's done some research with Dr. Sala's uh, writings about all of this stuff in Antarctica. Linda Moulton Howe has a whole new video out. It's not new, I guess. It's been there a while, but uh, you might want to go venture into it and buy it. It's uh, She's not lying when she says that there's a whole lot of activity, particularly military activity, down in Antarctica where they have found huge buildings with alien I guess one could say engravings on the on the walls, and this is where you get a lot of these movies from. And uh, anyway, it's all part of the strong delusion that is tied directly to the arrival. And I remembered about something called black oil. Do you remember that, Larry, on the X-Files? Oh, yeah, yeah. They had a series of black oil. And now they're talking, now this is interesting, because now they're talking about nanobot black goo. Well, that's exactly what the black oil was way back in the X-Files. We're fallen angels. It was a fallen angel creation. And uh, it was, they had a whole series in X-Files about it. And how it invaded the human body and became actually body snatchers. Uh, Changing your DNA, your book of life, into Satan's DNA book of death. And Barry Rothman did a number of codes on this and found the alien, um, what one could say interacting with mankind to produce the jab. And it all is coming together. And, uh, yeah, go ahead, Larry. Uh, Well, I was going to mention this might be a good place, since you mentioned Antarctica, uh, to talk about Barry Rothman, because I've got two brand-new Torah codes he, he just did. And he has basically, one of them he's kept hidden, I think on purpose, and I wanted to mention that. Yes, 
Can we get into it? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And and another thing, before we completely uh, get away <laughs> from La Palma, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned because, you know, and I sent you a copy of it. I sent Barry Rothman and copied his son on Mars Correct and uh, with the uh, asking for a code, a Torah code search, research on La Palma that uh, the volcano uh, Cumbre Veja, and mm-hmm. I, I put, and I can't remember how many words, but I sent him like, uh, I don't know, 12, 13 words or phrases to search for. And, you know, I sent you a copy of that also. Yes, yes. And so, so what I found was interesting, in a few days I got a message back from him, a private message, that he had found the, the La Palma volcano in the Torah codes. It was embedded. It was even embedded, can you believe this now, in the Hebrew with the name Cumbrae Veha as the volcano. And he said there was other stuff, and he says, this is too much. He said, I can't just post it. I've got to do deeper research into this. And, and now what's odd to me is the fact that maybe he's been real busy. He didn't appear to be real busy on his website, but maybe he's been real busy. And uh, then again, I wonder, maybe he found some frightening things with that code, and he really don't know how to release it, or I'll put this out there, maybe he's received a message to not post that code. However, uh, this has been a few weeks now, and you're aware of when I started that, that yeah. uh, that, has not been, that has not been posted. And I wanted to share that. You want to comment on that, and then I'll go to the other codes. Well, he's going to, uh, you know, he's, he's remarkably found so much, even about the jab and who's behind it. Uh, it's uh, it's incredible that the Torah codes written years and thousands of years ago has all this in it. But of course, we have to remember that the Lord is the master mathematician. I know a lot of people don't believe in the Bible. Uh, all you need to do is talk to a mathematician that is familiar with the Bible and how all the letters have numbers associated with them. And there were a couple of guys who did some computer research, and I'm not talking about the uh, Torah codes or the people over there in Israel that are working on this. These guys were um, looking at it strictly in computer language, and they discovered that the whole Bible, from beginning to end, all the way to the book of Revelation, from Genesis, is encoded mathematically. And it's impossible to have been written by any human being, whatever. It couldn't have been. you got to remember the Bible was actually written over 1,200 years or more. A lot of the people didn't even know each other. Generations. And yet, with all of that, the mathematical continuity of Scripture, is you cannot uh, explain it beyond... It's totally paranormal. And as I've said before, the Bible is the most paranormal book the world has ever received. And it's proved by the mathematics. And people can argue and mock and scoff all they want. 
You cannot disprove it. It's written by the hand of the Creator. There's absolutely no question about it. And Jesus said, if you would do what he told you to do, you would meet him. And he would prove to you the Bible was absolutely true. And, of course, most people today just think it's a book of old wives' tales. Well, who would ever believe in such a thing? The blood religions, uh, all of this stuff, why that's just foolishness. And I want to get into why they think it's foolishness here, because we're watching Lucifer and Lucifer's religion rising up right in front of our nose, even by some of our key leaders. Amazing what's going on, simply because they will not do what Jesus told them to do. They simply will not ask, seek, knock, strive, labor in his doctrine. And he said, if you would, you will find the truth, and the truth will set you free. And if the Son of Man set you free, you are free indeed. Referring, of course, to the matrix and uh, all of that. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, go ahead, Larry, with your code. Yeah, there's actually there's actually two codes. Uh, one will deal with Antarctica, but I'll do that second because uh, this code seems to dovetail uh, in you know the one I'm going to read now, and this is the one that he he just did October the 13th, but he didn't post it where he posts his new ones. He left this somewhat, I guess you could say, hidden <laughs> clandestinely in his other stuff, even though it's a brand-new code. And I, of course, leave it to me, I stumbled across it. And uh, <laughs> it, it, double, it, it dovetails really into the work that I read here Michael Sala was talking about, uh, you know, when he said, they're here, basically. And uh, I won't go into all that because that involves a whole lot of stuff. And we may do that a little later. We may go into that a little later uh, talking about, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek and and Captain yes. Kirk and, and, you know, all of that. But what I wanted to bring up in this, and it's very, very interesting, I did also wanted to comment that I was kind of shocked today on Augusto's show because, you know, Augusto's, uh, he, you know, uh, he really doesn't watch much TV or, or movies or any. I mean, he just don't <laughs> as a rule. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, and I know you, you're one that have seen this movie, but Augusto mentioned today that he and Chuck both have seen uh, the new, and oddly enough, I'm the only one with all these guys that hadn't seen it because I can't stream it where I live. I can't get it. It's called uh, The Tomorrow War. Now, I know you saw it, and now Augusto saw it, and he's telling all his people to watch it. He said, you need to see this stuff, you know? And Chuck has said the very same thing. And so this code a little bit is tied into that, and it's a brand-new one, October the 13th, 2021. Barry Rothman ran it, and the title was Government 20 and Back Program Time Project. And yes. so anyway, uh, first I'll read what his comments were, and then I'll read 11. There were 11 terms or terminology uh, in the matrix. 
But first, I want to read his comments because they're really telling. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, allegedly, this is Barry Rothman speaking, allegedly the 20 and back program sends U.S. military personnel to the moon, Mars, and beyond classified for 20-year service. And then he made a very, what I call a very telling, uh, you know, comment. He said, <clears throat> because as you remember, and I just mentioned a few minutes ago that when Barry runs the codes, it's from the, it's in the Torah, embedded in the yep. Torah. He has to run it in Hebrew. He doesn't run it in English. He doesn't run it in any other languages. He runs it in Hebrew. So for this, and maybe only in Hebrew did this come out. But listen to this comment. Aliens and rare, and a rare letter, Zayin, that's Hebrew, Zayin, was found in the 20 and back. He says the technology for the 20 and back program is apparently, according, because of this rare Hebrew uh, insertion, is apparently alien derived. You want to comment on that, and then I'll bring out the, the, the matrix. Well, yeah, I think the whole thing, you know, uh, I don't know about the 20 and back. I do know that's what the subject is on tomorrow's war. It's absolutely about 20 and back. And it, it is a movie that will bend your mind a little bit. It's brutal. It's full of violence. And again, they're fighting these creatures. Uh, insect-like creatures. Um, so, yeah, I would I would say that uh, either what we're watching is absolutely a form of mind control so that people think they've gone there and are positive they've gone there, when in fact they haven't, or it's real. And I know Stan Dale was involved. I don't know if he was just an observer, but he was involved in this uh, time travel stuff. And there are some YouTube videos about time travel and some pictures. And uh, that, that really does make you wonder what in the world is going on. Uh, we don't know what time is. We don't know what space is. We don't know if time space is kind of like a ribbon that bends up on itself. And so we get glimpses. Uh, in my own family, we had a, a situation with my mother and, and dad where they went into a time warp of some type, uh, a glitch, I guess one could say. Uh, I don't have time to get into it, but it was very, very interesting. They went back into the past rather than the future. Anyway, go ahead, Larry. <clears throat> yeah, okay, here's the the wording in this new Torah code. And, uh, you know, I ask this question of the people that's listening. If you think there's nothing to it, what is the odds that hundreds of years ago when the Torah was being written by men who the Holy Ghost, according to the King James, fell yep. upon them and they wrote these or penned these words, what is the odds that was encoded hundreds of years ago the term, which is the number one on the matrix 20 and back what's the odds of that that you could you could run that pro you could find 20 and back in the very matrix you're looking for so anyway number one 20 and back number two 
is something you mentioned, dream. Number three, time. Number four, UFO. Number five, tree of life. Number six, you will not die. Number seven, moon. Number eight, comet. Number nine, alien. Number ten, aliens, plural. Number eleven, time. Time is on there twice, uh, Stuart. What yeah, do you think? That's that's kind of weird. Uh, <clears throat> as I said, we don't know what time is. <clears throat> we don't even know how it operates. But we do know they're fooling with it. And we do know that gravity has a lot to do with it. And, uh, you know, punching holes through time and space, um, going through these tunnels and emerging at another spot in the universe, et cetera, et cetera. It's all very, very strange. But that, uh, <clears throat> the use of those words would indicate, I mean, like Larry just said, not hundreds, thousands of years ago. How is it that that's all embedded? And the reason is, like prophecy, Jesus Christ, God the Father, the Holy Ghost, exist in eternity. And so prophecy, a lot of people think it's prediction. It isn't. It's factual. It's history to God. He already saw the whole thing. And we can prove that because in the book of Revelation, it says that, whom God foreknew, even before the earth was created, them he justified, them he sanctified, and uh, on and on. So we don't really understand time, nor do we understand what's coming uh, in eternity, how how all of this works. But that's fascinating, 20 and back. 20 and back, you find it. And uh, that's what tomorrow's war is. And I'm wondering, are they preparing us for the arrival of insects, you know, like the praying mantis, et cetera, et cetera, which people have run into. I mean, in various parts of the planet, there are reports of these people running into these insect-like forms. And the most common one is the praying mantis. And in Starship Troopers, they were fighting very intelligent insects and in um, this 20 and back those people that have reported it on youtube and whatnot and who knows uh they talk about these insects being extremely intelligent but they're also devoid of all compassion all mercy and they they are just kind of computer in, uh, computer insects they don't have mercy. They don't have compassion. They don't have love. And that kind of goes along with the new world order. And the people we're dealing with now, like King Fosse and the rest of them, they don't have any compassion. They don't have any mercy. They could care less. What they have is an agenda, and that agenda has to be fulfilled. And uh, I don't know, Larry. What do you think? I think that 20 and back... You, we have two options. It's very real, and they really have discovered a way to teleport people into the future or into the past, or they're using a mind control operation so that people firmly believe and can even tell about all of their exploits on these uh, 20 and back missions. 
And we do know that they can implant memories, they can take away memories, they can do all kinds of things. So uh, I would only add that that's a possibility, but likewise, it's also a possibility they really have discovered a way to get into the future and into the past, which proves both exist, by the way. (laughs) What do you think? Well, yeah, matter of fact, and I don't talk about it very often. I talked about it with Richard Shaw, but, you know, I even had an encounter with a uh, mantis creature. Uh, I guess you could say uh, insect, (laughs) insectoid, or whatever you want to call it. But oddly enough, you know, I was thinking, and on a more humorous side, since we hadn't done much humor in a while, <laughs> I wanted to say that, in my opinion, that uh, Biden and Fossey, to me, look both of them resemble bugs. <laughs> yeah, probably they are. Uh, but we, I'm uh, not but even sure was... now if you're watching Biden anymore. I'm beginning to <laughs> yeah, think maybe we've got... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I said, I was agreeing with you. You don't really know. I mean, you seriously don't. But you know one thing, uh, you know, you sure hang your hat on this fact that either Biden or Fossey, either one, are devoid of mercy or grace or, or any type of human emotion. Yes, which is probably why they hate Christians so much. Because, well, I don't know about... A good share of the apostate Christians don't seem to have a lot of grace either, but um, the whole object of Christ was to show that love is the answer. Now, a lot of people then say, well, all I got to do is smoke a little weed or take a little pot and I can release all the love force I have within me. That is not exactly what Jesus was talking about. This is really, uh, salvation is a love type issue and the love of god is so far above the loves of all men of which i think strong's lists about 34 different types of love and the love of god is so far superior to anything mankind has uh, that you can't describe it you simply cannot even i was shown it but i can't describe it to anyone I can only say it surpasses everything that we could possibly realize. And the love that God has for his creation and for people is beyond anything I can even begin to describe. And uh, he's pleading with with humanity. My son is telling the truth. Come to him. He's your only escape. Your only escape is to come to him. And, uh, of course, they won't do it. Anyway, setting that aside, national security alert, which may have something to do with the arrival as well. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah. Did you want me to finish that code? Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) I I, I knew you were fixing to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. uh, Here we go. Uh, This is the second code that he recently posted, and this was a literally, he actually did this in uh, August the 21st of 2020, but uh, he's recently posted it, and it's uh, titled Corporate Foundations Secret Space Probe Programs. And, and by the way, you know, 
uh, it's not really out there very much right now. It's uh, it's kind of hidden, but Dr. Michael Sala is reporting that he's been told, because you brought up Antarctica, that mm-hmm. uh, Sala has been told by insiders that Joe Biden, or Biden, I don't even want to call him president, Biden has literally turned over Antarctica from U.S. Uh, watchful eyes to China, that China now is leading the edge in uh, operating with whoever's in Antarctica, and America, I, I suppose, now is just g- going down. I mean, we're, we're not engaged in anything. We're just going down. So anyway, yeah. with that being said, here's the new one, <clears throat> and uh, it's uh, nine in the code. Isn't it odd that the other one was 11 and this is nine, all those numbers? <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, the new this newest one you mentioned Antarctica, and and that's the first thing he found. Number one, Antarctica. Number two, UFO. Number three, Hitler. Number four, Nordic. Number five, Nephilim. Number six, this is a good one, chiefs and generals. Number seven, from the sky. Number eight, pole. Number nine, foreigners. And by the way, that's not people from uh, South America or Haiti. This is foreigners like from the sky. Yes. Wow. Well, Linda Moltenhell did a wonderful documentary on what's going on down in Antarctica. And we've had a lot of military people uh, talking about it who are coming forward and that they have discovered a huge and I'm sure there are many alien bases down there. They've been working down there for a long time. And I know a lot of people just don't believe in that, but in my aviation career, for those of you who don't really believe this is real, uh, professional pilots get a, if you have what they call flight kits, and they contain all your approach charts, uh, maps of uh, you know, your high-altitude airways, et cetera, et cetera. But in, in amongst all the other stuff that you get is a whole thing on reporting UFOs. And, of course, most uh, pilots, professional pilots, won't report it, even though they may have had a close encounter. Uh, you're not going to report it because it's not good for your career to report it. And uh, we're dealing with very advanced technology, and when you see a UFO, is it theirs, is it ours, or is it um, some backwards engineered uh, our product, or could it be a uh, fallen angel situation, and I believe almost all of this is fallen angel, uh, backwards engineered craft that we have, uh, the TR-3Bs are very, very real, uh, and we don't know how far advanced a lot of this stuff really is. And they're laying down the groundwork for the strong delusion and a fake arrival. Uh, you'll find that in Project Bluebeam. And they're going to use this high technology that they've probably developed alongside these so-called fallen angels that they believe are simply different alien races that have come to visit Earth, because that's what they're told. That's what they told uh, 
long ago in Genesis. They were star people. The Native Americans called them the uh, star nation people. And uh, they they were told that they come from different planets. But in reality, according to the Bible and according to the Book of Enoch, they are simply shape-shifting fallen angels. And we're falling into this trap with this arrival. And this is why it's coming to the surface now with all of this stuff. And they're laying the groundwork that these actually are uh, races out there that are far more advanced than we are. And they're simply coming again to uh, check us out. And also uh, some of them are going to claim that they are our creators. And they're just coming back to check on us. It's amazing. And I believe uh, and some of this stuff that's going on right now is, in fact, part of this, uh, I guess you could call it acclimation project to get the human race ready for the arrival. So it's not such a shock. And it has a huge spiritual side to it, which we can maybe get into. What else have you got, Larry? <laughs> yep. Definitely, that's all, all interesting. Um, oddly enough, uh, you know, talking about uh, Israel, I, I saw a very strange uh, news article, and one of the things that's, that's strange is the fact that since, uh, of course, since Trump was deposed, if you will, uh, you know, things have not operated normal. If that was even normal, but, you know, I mean, less normal. And oddly enough, after Netanyahu was deposed, if you will, uh, Israel has operated in a very strange manner. Now, here's what's really strange. Uh, this is a headline from Debka file, because, you know, you and I were talking, well, not long back about uh, whether Israel was going to attack Iran, and it appeared they were. And it appears mm -hmm. they would be alone in that attack, that uh, nobody else would support it. But what's coming out now is even stranger, uh, you know, because the headlines seem to indicate that Bennett uh, apparently is now, because he can't get Biden to go along with this program, he's thinking of leaving Iran alone and trying to negotiate some type of... Uh, Agreement, if you can imagine, can you imagine agreement with the Ayatollahs? <laughs> You've got to be kidding. But anyway, here's the headline in Depkafal. says, Israel is now troubled by its Iran policy and top-level wrangling. says, go or no go in stopping Iran from being a nuclear nation and says Bennett has now come out and decided possibly for Iranian diplomacy. So what do you think? Uh, this is really, really strange when you think of Isaiah 17 and Daniel 8 and all of that, you know, stuff. Yeah, kind of like peace and security, peace and security, then sudden destruction. You know, it's, oh, it sounds like appeasement, like we did with Germany. You know, you just appease them. And you, uh, that kind of gets into that Jezebel spirit. Uh, you you try to appease them, and it just gets worse and worse. 
And meanwhile, they're building up all their arms. It's kind of like Israel and their ceasefires with uh, the Palestinians. Oh, we're going to have a ceasefire here. We've we've exhausted our missile, missile supply right now, so we'll ask Israel for a ceasefire. And then we'll restock, and then we'll attack again, and then we'll ask for a, peace, uh, a, a ceasefire. And it almost sounds like Bennett has decided... Well, we'll just negotiate with the Ayatollahs, like <laughs> like Iran is going to get friendly with Israel. They hate Israel. Uh, so maybe this is all part of that uh, Abrahamic Accord thing that's going on. <clears throat> anyway, William Shatner wanted to kind of get into this a little bit. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, that. that that sounds like a good place to go because it's really a, an interesting subject. It is. William Shapner, at age 90, goes into space, as you probably all heard, in a ship called the New Shepherd. Interesting. I guess the old shepherd, Jesus Christ, is just not sufficient anymore. So we have to have a new shepherd, which would, of course, be Obama's Lucifer. Remember Obama's speech he gave to the graduation pity where he said the old ways just don't work anymore. We need a new shepherd, basically is what he's saying. Anyway, the capsule was 60 feet long, and the launch time was 9.51, which is uh, a 666 event. Folks, these things don't happen by accident. Shatner... And then comes out and says, a dire warning regarding our fragile planet. Now, as far as I know, he hasn't told us what that uh, was going to happen, but some catastrophic event was coming upon our, our planet. And he called the planet fragile. Uh, so it's a dire warning <clears throat> coming from Admiral Kirk commander of the USS Enterprise, and of course, if you watch Star Trek at all, and I used to love to watch it, but I know what I was watching, because they teach evolution, which is totally anti-scriptural, and they teach communism, and a confederation of planets. Same thing as the confederation of nations at the United Nations. So they're, they're promoting all of this, we all got to get together, and we all got to be peaceful, and uh, that's what the New World Order is all about. Anyway, there was an uproar concerning Michael Flynn. And he said something at a mega charismatic church that evidently got some people really upset. It, didn't, it has nothing to do with politics, really. It doesn't have anything to do with the military operations. But it does have something to do with the spirit realm. And I personally believe what he did and what he said is about the arrival, but he coded it. I think these guys all know what's coming, and they're telling you without telling you. Anyway, it was an announcement of the Luciferian New Age religion, another sign of the apostasy and the rise of the Lamb Beast. Enoch's warning of thinking themselves gods while evil is multiplied among them. Now, 
what he prayed, I, I have to lay this one down. Beginning in the late 19th century, the seven rays appeared in modified and elaborated form in the teachings of Theosophy, first presented by Helena Blavatsky, and uh, then Charlie Webster Ledbetter, Alice Bailey, Manley P. Hall, and others, the teachings of Benjamin Krim. If you don't know who Benjamin Krim is, he was the one who was going to introduce um, Maitreya. And what's very, very interesting about the Maitreya situation, and Larry and I maybe could get into this in a later program, is that Maitreya was spotted over, where was that? India, someplace, Larry? Kenya. Kenya. And Obama was there. And since Obama was there, and by the way, this guy is a, this Maitreya, is a shapeshifter. And uh, a lot of people have run into trouble when they came against Maitreya. But anyway, Maitreya has disappeared as Obama came up. Anyway, Share International is uh, uh, Temple of the People, IM Activity, Bridge to Freedom, the Summit Lighthouse, Ascended Masters, which I read to you the last time, and I'll maybe read it again. But anyway, here's the prayer that Flynn led the whole group. This is a mega charismatic church, and here's what he said. We are your instrument of those sevenfold rays and all of your archangels, all of them. We will not retreat. We will not retreat. We will stand our ground. We will not fear to speak. We will be instruments of your will, whatever it is, in your name and in the name of your legions, we are freeborn and shall remain freeborn, and we shall not be enslaved by any foe within or without, so help me God. Now that was the prayer. Now this is totally New Age Ascension teachings. No human is actually a freeborn. Uh, Jesus Christ made that abundantly clear when he came here. He said, you're in a prison, and you are spiritually blind. And you walk in total spiritual darkness. Now, mankind hates that. We're not fallen. What are you talking about? This is the whole problem of modern Christianity. They refuse to acknowledge Genesis, that the fall actually took place. We are fallen creatures, and we are not freeborns. What they're doing is the political aspect of this, and that's the cry. Uh, of breaking free. That's what they want. Free from the uh, diabolical fossies and all of these people. And don't be surprised if you see Trump and company come back. Uh, personally, I think it's all in the uh, playbook. I just don't know whether it's uh, Trump or who it is that's coming back. That's going to be the light that shines after the gross darkness that we're going into with Fossey and all of these people, Bill Gates, Soros, and the money people, basically. 
But here's, here's what Jesus had to say about it. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And they answered him, And we be Abraham's seed, never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, you shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus saith unto them, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. You do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We are not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. And Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came of myself. He sent me. Well, see, this is what happens. They're rejecting Christ. Well, if you reject Jesus Christ, you have only one other place you can go. And that's the multitude of deceptions laid down by Satan himself. And this is where we're at. Uh, I don't have time to really get into all of it, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, remember that uh, the New Age Luciferian religion, is that's what they're talking about. They're walking into this trap, and it's clothed with a lot of Christian terminology. But when you see things like legion, cosmic, um, consciousness, and all that, you're dealing a new age of religion. And it's coming rapidly, and it's connected directly to the arrival. And uh, here's the, uh, let's see, the new age Luciferian religion. It is another warning of how close we are to the global religion called the Lamb Beast and Revelation, Mystery Babylon, the false light to emerge after the darkness of chaos, ruin, and loss, tied directly to the ascended masters, people who arrive to help us. But it's a strong delusion, just as the uh, book of uh, Thessalonians warns you. It's a strong delusion, and it's going to go forth. Uh, remember what I read to you before. For that time in history, speaking of America and the um, collection of they call the elect, uh, the secret destiny of America, it's all connected here. When by the power of the spoken word, ascended masters, hierarchies of light should talk with mankind again and walk with mankind and prepare the way for the Christed one. 
in the hearts of all mankind. This is the destiny of America, to set forth that city foursquare that is the foundation of the new order of the ages, the order of freedom, the order of the Aquarian age. Now, folks, that's, that's not what the Bible says. In fact, the Bible says just the opposite. These are not ascended masters of Jesus or people like him. These are the fallen angels. It's all part of the overall deception that's coming. Um, Mike Adams, here's another one. Planetary crucifixion will lead to humanity's resurrection and unstoppable cosmic awakening. Well, that's basically the opposite of what the Bible actually teaches. So what is happening here? I think they're being tricked into the Luciferian age. Jesus said, not many are going to be saved. The vast majority of humanity has rejected Jesus Christ. They've opted for all the religions that the world can offer. They have refused to do what Jesus commanded, and they're being deceived. And even him, Thessalonians, who's coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perished because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. In other words, they rejected everything. and They wouldn't do what Jesus told them to do. So now we have, uh, we're, we're in a position now where true Christianity is now almost extinct. And false Christianity abounds and leads directly into the Luciferian doctrine, all the New Age doctrines of ascension. There is no cross, no narrow way, no lowest room, no judgment, no revelation, and no redemption. They simply die in their sins. Jesus laid this out so clearly that nobody <clears throat> could uh, not realize what he's saying, unless they don't want to realize what he's saying. And then when you get into uh, some of these writings, uh, particularly, uh, what's his name, the, uh, Albert Pike in his Three World Wars, he's talking about where Christianity basically is destroyed, and uh, they're looking around to find something to embrace, but without knowing where to render its adoration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer brought finally out into the public view. This is why you're hearing about all this cosmic consciousness. And then you've got uh, all kinds of people now that one would think no better are falling into this trap. There is no ascension, folks, apart <laughs> from Jesus Christ. He said, I am the only one who can set mankind free. Now, either he's telling the truth or he's lying. You don't have any options. It's either one or the other. And uh, as people have said, and Patty has mentioned it a number of times, why would anyone fly a quadrillion light years to planet Earth just to... Um, rake over the coals, Jesus Christ. 
That's something people really should think about in this arrival. This arrival is the strong delusion. And I don't know what they're going to look like. They may be the tall whites that uh, Larry has spoken of. Uh, what was her name? Pamela Harris, who wrote about the tall whites. And uh, then we have all these pictures that have come from, um, I don't know, NASA, I guess, been leaked. Uh, do you remember that one, Larry, where they were in the, the I don't know what you call it, the doors were open in, in the uh, space, spaceship, and there were astronauts talking to this huge creature. Remember that picture? Well, I do remember that picture, and I know that Barry Rothman has it preserved and actually verified it in some Torah codes, and that the, that was the bay of the space shuttle. That's when we actually were using space shuttle to take up satellites and such. And right. uh, you can clearly tell that one of the, whoever was there was a giant, and uh, I would assume it was a, a nephilim. Uh, however, the tall whites are like seven foot or more at times, uh, seven or eight foot, depending on, I guess, their age. <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. Paola Harris, and, and she, actually she's a real close confidant with uh, Dr. Michael Sala, and uh, both, uh, you know, all these people pretty much believe that the ones that are coming are friendly and familiar and uh, are coming for our benefit. Uh, they're, they're not concerned, I guess, with Genesis 6. Yeah. Yep. And that's where part of that deception is. They're friendly folks. Uh, Larry, being a police officer, knows perfectly well how good cop, bad cop works when you're interrogating a guy that you think has committed a crime. You have one guy, one cop goes in, and he offers him donuts and coffee and is pleasant and nice to him, and then the other guy comes in and hammers him pretty bad. It's called the good cop, bad cop routine, and it breaks, psychologically, it breaks them down. And what we're dealing with here is good alien versus bad alien. Problem is, they're all aliens, and they do have an agenda. And the Bible has told you what that agenda is. Now, it has also told you that you're in a lot of danger if you haven't done what Jesus Christ commanded people to do. That's what Thessalonians is telling you. This is not going to be a, a fun deal. And Stan Dale did a tremendous work going back to the ancient languages about the arrival. Uh that was really something to, uh, I wish I had it in front of me. I could read part of it. Dangerous, dangerous. These people are extremely dangerous, whatever they are. And I believe they're fallen angels just posing as men. And uh, anyway, that was kind of interesting. You got anything else you want to add to that, Larry? Well, I know that uh – that apparently, uh, Rob, I think his name was, uh, well, the guy that had Twilight Zone, Bob Steiger or Rob Steiger or something like that, Steiger or. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, anyway, uh, and the, that that's a classic the Twilight Zone movie uh, or the, the uh, episode <laughs> where to serve man. That was the title of it. And. Everybody was so happy because they were, 
you know, these people had arrived. They were kind of large, and and uh, they came to serve man. And uh, all these people were literally getting on their spaceship with them to go somewhere. And this woman that deciphered a little bit of the alien language run up to the and started warning them uh, to serve man as a cookbook. <laughs> yeah, I think they knew back then what it was. One other thing I wanted to try and cover, because we've had a lot of stuff about when is the Feast of Trumpets, when is Tabernacles, when is Atonement, and all of this stuff. And this fellow is a really very intelligent, brilliant guy, I think. He's a surgeon. And uh, anyway, he sent me a a note, Uh, not the first one either. He sent me a number of them, determining what calendar uh, we should be using to determine Feast of Trumpets and all the other feast days. And it turns out we shouldn't be using any of them except one, and it's called the Cosmic Calendar. So anyway, it it involves what is called the turn of the year, and it's clearly in Exodus. Uh, clearly tells us to celebrate the Feast of Ingathering, and that, of course, is trumpets, at the turn of the year. What exactly, he says, is the turn of the year. Now, one of the reasons the cosmic calendar, like the lunar tetrads and all that, are very, very important, is because mankind cannot mess with the heavens. So... The Lord has been very, very wise in telling us that it's really the heavenly clock that he is running on. And, of course, we have the corresponding Israel as the world clock, and it it merges with the cosmic clock. Anyway, so this, you, you know, we've been talking about September, then it was October, and uh, then it's November, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, it all operates on the turn of the year. What exactly is the turn of the year? I'd never heard of any of this before. Turn of the year means when the sun turns from one hemisphere to the other hemisphere. We know at that at the vernal equinox, The sun turns from the southern hemisphere to the northern hemisphere. At the autumn equinox, the sun turns from the northern hemisphere to the southern hemisphere. And according to the new Brown Driver Briggs uh, Hebrew English lexicon, Strong's number 8622, the word turn means coming around, circuit. Uh, 3422, therefore, means at the circuit or completion of the year. Uh, 1 Samuel 120 means finishing the circuit of the sun. In 2021, the autumn equinox was on Wednesday, September 22nd. Do you see why trumpets could not have occurred in September? Trumpets could not have occurred in September because on the full moon on September 20th, the sun was still in the northern hemisphere. The turn had not yet taken place. 
Hope you're following me, folks. Took me a while to figure this one out. The next full moon is October 20th. By October 20th, the sun will have turned from the northern hemisphere to the southern hemisphere. And we celebrate trumpets around November 4th at the sighting of the new moon. And we will celebrate tabernacles 15 days later. The last day of tabernacles is around November 25th, the day we celebrate Thanksgiving. Deuteronomy 16.16. Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, in the Feast of Weeks, and in the Feast of Tabernacles. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty, meaning we will appear before the Lord this year on tabernacles. And then he says, I am personally baffled as to why people seem to disregard Exodus 34:22. It's not difficult to determine when the sun crosses or turns from one hemisphere to the other hemisphere. Determining the correct calendar is easy if one follows scripture. We don't follow the Enoch calendar, the Torah calendar, the Hebrew calendar, or any other calendar. We follow scripture. Scripture tells us to celebrate in gatherings after the turn of the year. That interesting. So, <laughs> kind of interesting in view of the fact that 11-4 is what? 411, the very uh, same numbers used with the two comets that crossed over the uh, head of Algol, or Satan's head, one in 1996 on 411, April 11th, and the other a year later, Hale Bob, on uh, 411, forming a perfect cross in the heavens. And it crossed right over Satan's head, meaning, of course, you're finished. So 11-4 is also a 4-11 in reverse. So anyway, keep your heads up, because we are watching stuff happen uh, rapidly on this planet. I don't know. I th think Larry would, have, would agree that things are speeding up. So rapidly now. I mean, practically every day there's something new going on. What do you think, Larry, about that? Well, things are moving forward, and oddly enough, uh, uh, this is a, a post by the populist press. Uh, you know, of course, you know, we're not uh, into that same time frame, but then again, we don't know. Uh, it says yep. former White House chief strategist Steve Bannon issues a dire warning that all the signs point to a terrible winter for the American people in 2021-2022 season. And uh, during a War Room podcast, Bannon warned the people to get ready now with no delay. And so what's the odds that Steve Bannon, because I heard him say it, uh, I'm just not reading a, a post I heard him say it myself. Uh, what's the odds that he would come out and begin to warn the American people? The same terminology, even though a little bit different about Biden's dark winter that he was warning about, and even 
Trump, I think, has warned that uh, this could be a very yes. bad season. Absolutely. And Dark Winter, of course, folks, if you're not familiar with it, was an exercise of biological warfare, of releasing a pathogen. Now they're starting to say, oh, we got a pathogen, this thing that's coming, oh, you just don't have any idea how bad it is. And they're reintroducing the fear factor, the panic factor. And now they're coming out with the third jab, and it'll be the fourth jab, and it'll be the fifth jab, and the sixth jab. And uh, it has nothing to do with Charlie Victor. It never did have anything to do with Charlie Victor. And they're all coming out, and Biden included, oh, this is so effective. Well, yes, it is. It's effective at killing people, and it's very, very effective at maiming people for life. And I just wish people would do a little research and use a little logic. Why in the world would these people be forcing this Charlie Victor jab onto everyone when they also tell you, well, it really doesn't stop you from getting Charlie Victor. Of course it doesn't. It gives you Charlie Victor, if there is any such thing. Uh, They've never isolated anything. So I don't know how you can give a test for something you've never isolated, number one. And now we know what those testing swabs really are, and they are filled with nanobots. And uh, very bad things are happening to people, even those who have been tested. And, uh, folks, all I can tell you is you better believe Jesus Christ. You don't have anybody else. You can laugh and mock and roll on the floor. But your days of mocking and rolling on the floor are about over. And you're going to be crying like you've never cried before and begging for mercy. But Jesus says not a lot of mercy is coming your way. Not a lot. You rejected what I told you. You wouldn't do it. And now your fear comes. And I'm not going to even talk to you when it comes. Anyway, thanks a lot, Larry, for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care. Heads up. And that's right. We're going to have a bad winter, and it's going to be really bad. Take care.